0: A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team.
1: Powered by Seahawks.com. Welcome to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I am Michael Bumpus along with Nassachobe. The Seahawks beat the Colts 28 to 16 in the early start. But these guys looked good. And like we always do on the recap, we are going in the trenches with Ray Roberts to start. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk, Ray Roberts. All right, we are in the trenches with no other than Ray Roberts. Big Ray, what's up, man? You, my man. I,
0: I want to first, uh, before we get started, man, it was my first pre and post game show with you as the, uh, as the host, uh, and I would just have to say that, man, you were doing a great job and uh, looking forward to, to the rest of the season with you.
1: And I appreciate it, y'all. Y'all make my job easy, man. I got some experts in the room with me. So y'all definitely make it all worth it. So, man, let's talk about these Seahawks, man. The, the big question, Ray, was this offense, right? What is this offense going to look like? Is it going to be smooth? Just your initial reaction to this new Seahawks offense. Well, I'll be honest with you, Mike.
0: I was a little one of those uh, old school dudes that was a little bit nervous that the, that the Seahawks starters weren't getting any reps. Uh, in the preseason, and then it was really hard for me to buy into, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, you know, speaking about how they had to do installation last year during the pandemic and all that, and they started out 6-0, and I just felt like, man, that was just kind of like, like an anomaly. Like, I don't know if that was like the, the rule, but more of an exception to the rule. But uh, they proved me wrong, man. They came out. Uh, I, I thought there was going to be some communication issues or just timing issues or what have you, even with Dwayne Brown not taking rest beside Damian Lewis. And, man, it, it came out and looked like what they said it was going to look like. You know, uh, they pretty much did what they wanted to do. There was, you know, there was, there was a time, you know, probably halfway through the game where deep, the coast defensive line looked like it was kind of uh, getting some pressure with the pass rush, but they corrected some of that stuff. Uh, I love the way the offense made the defense defend the entire field. And so where there was run plays, there were the short uh, intermediate passing, there was the, the, obviously the deep balls to um, to uh, Tyler Lockett. And then the thing that was really interesting to me is, you know, I went back and just watched the replay of the game, is how comfortable and um, confident that, that Russell uh, felt in the pocket. Like he didn't – there were times where people were close, even on some of those deep balls, but he didn't feel the – urge to take out take off and run, and do his little reverse spin out. He stayed in the pocket, stepped up to the ball. And uh and to me that shows trust in the offensive line that you have in front of you. And uh and so for the most part, you know, the offensive line did a great job pass blocking. They did a good job run blocking. Chris Carson, you know, who had ninety one yards rushing, could have easily gotten over hundred and then, you know, then like I said, with the pass protection they did a really good job, but there's some, some kind of garbage sacks there at the end and uh and they got like two legit sacks I would say, but uh, I was really impressed with how they how the offense came out.
1: Yeah, right. I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm like old school, right? They're not practicing. How's this offense going to look? They come out and they execute. They did their thing. Now, another thing that's kind of different that we're not used to seeing, at least when we play ball, is rotation at the center spot, right? We saw Kyle Fuller <laughs> and we saw Ethan Post going back and forth. I mean, do you think we're going to continue to see that? And how do you feel about that?
0: I, I hope not. I know last year they were – I think they were trying to – uh they were rotating early with the guards. They had Jordan Simmons coming in for uh, your and uh, they were rotating some of the players. Uh, I think uh, Jones came in a couple of times for, uh, for Damian Lewis early in the season. I think they were trying to build depth, uh, but I'm not sure if they're real settled at center, who they want the center to be. But I think at this point, the way the offense is functioning, they need to just pick a dude and run with him because I think if they let the, the center and the two guards get comfortable plan with each other, plan beside each other, uh, that, uh, that it will – you can mask a lot of the issues that are at center. And I'm not saying that the issues are glaring issues, but there are some times when, you know, when the center gets manned up that there may be an advantage to the defense. But you can also scheme offensively how to, how to take care of some of that stuff. I, I hope that they just pick one. And, and I love Ethan Posick. I've loved him from the day – they drafted him and couldn't quite figure out you know what it was that he was missing that they weren't that they didn't love but uh but I like Cal fuller in the, in the middle he just seems stronger and bigger in that spot and yeah he needs to improve pass protection and all that kind of stuff but i think that they can mask that with the guard play
1: yeah, I feel you. I'm with you. It's like you need that continuity, that chemistry in yeah. all especially that O line, man. You guys work together so fluidly. Now let's talk about Daryl Taylor. That guy's in a new position. He looked explosive during training camp with just a T shirt and a helmet on. But this dude showed up on Sunday. What'd you see?
0: You know, I was super excited because uh, you know, during the doing the preseason. You know, if you don't really know the intricacies of pass rush and offensive line play, defensive line play in the trenches. You can look at what he did in the preseason and be like, so what? All he did was run fast around the corner. I remember there's a, someone on uh, Twitter was saying, like, he needs to develop a move. He's just fast. I'm like, dude, speed kills. <laughs> like, you cannot, you cannot teach speed. And, you know, I've played against enough fast pass rushers to know that if you can master your speed, that's all you need. And so it was really – I was really excited to see uh, him really put pressure on the quarterback. He had a couple of hits on the quarterback. He could have had three sacks. He missed. He missed a couple uh, because of a bad angle, or the quarterback scrambled out and and got away from him. But I was super excited about his energy on the field. Uh, could have maybe, maybe one or two plays, you know, setting the edge in the run game could have been better. But uh, the the sack that he got and the move that he made to get that sack a stutter kind of he he kind of started out with speed, stuttered, and then went to power, and that's a lot to deal with for for an offensive lineman. Of I don't care who you are, and uh, and so that shows a lot of improvement from what you saw just in the preseason. So I'm excited about Daryl Taylor. And I, I knew he was going to be a playmaker. It's just a matter of time and putting everybody together and getting all those reps with the rest of the defensive line. Excited about this dude. Like might be the first Seahawks jersey I go by because I just like to do so hey. much.
1: Oh, get it. All right. All right. Daryl Taylor making a big impression on the big homie, right? Last one I got for you, man. So good week, good start to the season. Offense got going, defense shine at times as well. How do they keep this going against the Titans? We know what they got over there, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Uh, now the Titans got beat by the Arizona Cardinals. They did their thing. But what do the Seahawks have to do to keep the good times rolling?
0: Well, defensively, obviously, it's going to be stop the run. Because you know that, uh, you know, Tannehill worked the best off of play action and when the running game is working. And then, obviously, Derrick Henry, he just rushed for joining the 2,000-yard club. Last year, and probably is gonna you know once he gets rolling, he's probably gonna have a chance to maybe be the first running back to do it back to back. So they're gonna have to really man up against the run, and then because they do have the those explosive receivers on the outside, um, then the pass rush is gonna have to show up again. You know, but we're still trying to get settled at corner uh, and and get that secondary you know settled uh, uh, and coverage is settled. So the the better the pass rush is, the more time you buy for those guys to be better on the on the back end. So uh, stopping the run and continuing the pass rush is going to be big uh, for the defense. And then on offense, it's just, I feel like we just saw, like we probably didn't even see 25% of what this offense is capable of. You know, they teased us a little bit in the middle when they were like just killing them with the tight end, you know, through four straight passes to the tight end and topped it with a touchdown pass to Everett. So that's just a little bit of, of what they can do in, in that area. And we didn't see a lot of the wrinkles that they have in the run game. So, uh, we didn't really see uh we saw a little bit of the tempo, but not a lot of the tempo, so there's still a lot to be uh to to show with this offense, so just building on uh the success that you had you know in the first week and uh and just continuing to make the defense defend the entire field. I don't know that the titans defense is is going to be one of the better defenses they face, so it's an opportunity to get right in a lot of areas uh with this
1: offense. All right, you heard it here first. Ray Roberts gave you the recipe to success. Big homie, like always, man. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. That's the Bumpus. Good to hear from you this week, brother. All right, man. See you soon. All right. You got the word from Ray. Now we're bringing in NASA and Let's talk about this win. What had happened?
0: See, what had happened at first <laughs> What happened was... What had happened
2: was... On Hawk Talk... What had happened was it was good. It was great for the Seattle Seahawks, beating the Colts 28-16, to and honestly, bump right off the jump. The thing that stood out to me, number one, was how good this new-look offense was, man. And I'm telling you, it absolutely lived up to the hype. On Sunday, the Seahawks had 381 total yards and averaged 7.2 yards a play. Russell Mm. Wilson started off like you know he would – Uh, just like he did 2020, marked his 11th game with four touchdown passes and zero interceptions, the most by a player in his first 10 seasons in NFL history, surpassing Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. So this offense is a great bump. I mean, when you watched it, they could do everything. Ray kind of alluded to it there. They got a little bit with the tight ends, a little bit of tempo, and everything to me that stood out bump was it just felt easy. It felt easy. It felt felt like – they had something for the Colts defense and the Colts defense couldn't really respond.
1: Yeah. You know, that first drive was interesting, right? Because the Colts come out and they're moving the rock, Mm -hmm. right? There's a couple third downs. He felt like that the Seahawks defense was going to get off the field. They're handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor. We're like, okay, they're grinding it out. Defense holds the Colts to three points, which is good. Now that offense gets out there. And like you said, everything was clicking, man. We saw the tight ends get involved. We saw a tight end scream. There was a drive. I think it was the second or third drive where the tight ends just contributed the most. We saw Will Dissey with a stiff arm. You see Joe Dever with a screen and then a slant to score a touchdown and that run game got going. It just looked really balanced and Russell Wilson got the football out of his hands quickly. We saw everything that we wanted to see and it's only week one, right? They're going to start adding things to this playbook, a few wrinkles here and there. I'm excited to see where this offense goes.
2: Absolutely. And you look at the drive chart. They started the game. They went touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown. I mean he had to drive nine plays eighty six yards, seven plays sixty one yards, six plays, eighty eight yards. So it's just really fun to see, especially and it just it felt different. And that's not a shot at, at what the offense was like under Bevel or Schottenheimer. It's just really cool to see what Waldron can bring. And Ray said it too. Like we just see maybe twenty five percent of what they're capable of, which is really scary for the NFC West. And now we can't sleep on the defense either, man. Mm-hmm. Defense made
1: some plays. Daryl Taylor got after it. Rasheem Green got after it. Bobby did his thing. We're going to talk about our playmakers here in the next segment, but there were some plays being made out there. I love how Carson Wentz just didn't seem comfortable. There was a stretch where he was 10 for 11. He had things going, but when it was time to play some ball and get dirty, that defense showed up and did their thing.
2: Yeah, without question. And you never felt at any point like the game wasn't in control. You know, people talk about how the Seahawks play, and typically how the Seahawks usually start the season. Sometimes it's kind of a knock them out, drag them out, slow start, furious comeback in the second half. The Seahawks yes. were in control from the jump. And you mentioned defensively it's a huge to hold them to a field goal on that first time. And while everyone talked about our new look offense, the Colts had a new quarterback. Things were different over yeah. there too. So the Seahawks for the first time, and it was cool that we could put to bed all the worry about whether or not it would impact the Seahawks if they didn't have a preseason or if their starters in play well the boys were fresh and no one was on the injury report and it was a good reason so obviously continue to trust in Pete and John they know what they're doing defensively they look great and honestly man I don't want to get too overly excited it's been one week been one (laughs) One week. week sometimes you know overreaction Monday is what they call it right but what I'm seeing man their Seahawks are in control the young guys were flashing, so I'm really, really excited about the potential of this squad in 2021. I'm
1: with you, sir. Now, let's talk about these youngsters and old school cats and playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks!
2: Playmakers.
1: Show them what time it is. Holy captain!
2: Playmakers, of course. We could probably start this segment every single week with the quarterback. Number three, Russell Wilson. I mentioned he broke some records earlier. He was 18 of 23 with 254 yards, four touchdowns, and most importantly, no interceptions, man. And the thing about Russ, we kind of talked about this a little bit on the postgame show, is there was a lot made up of – how much control he has in this offense, and he feels like he has more freedom. And it seems like we saw that on Sunday. He was checking a ton of different plays. There was always an outlet for him. He always had the team in the right play, whether it was checking to a run with Chris Carson, which we'll talk about in a minute, or finding Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf down the field, getting Eskridge involved. So the quarterback looks amazing. And, again, don't want to get ahead of your skis. It's week one. But, man, he's going to be all up in that MVP conversation once again this season
1: second time second season in a row he started the the season with four touchdowns no interceptions only the he's the first quarterback to ever do that back-to-back season openers four touchdowns no interceptions he's always breaking records what else is new for Russell wilson all right next playmaker tyler lockett four receptions 100 yards and one touchdown now this offseason dk's been getting a lot of love as he should be getting a lot of love dude is a uh playmaker he's a superstar personality all that stuff but number 16 said man don't sleep on me don't forget i've been here seven eight years i've been making plays the last four or five years i'm gonna get this thing going tyler lockett looks good we'll break down one of his touchdowns in the film room later on in this podcast but it's nice to see 16 lead the charge because everyone thought that 14 was going to go out there and kind of have a big day he had a day as well but uh 16 oh
2: reliable man can always count on him always man he's just a technician like we shouldn't be surprised with his production anymore because the thing I've always said about Tyler and which we love is that the efficiency, man, when you look at Tyler Lockett, it's four four receptions on five targets. There's pretty much every boss score you look at with Tyler Lockett, he you maybe only miss him once or twice. He's it's not a yeah. he's not a guy where he's being targeted 15 times and has eight receptions. Incredibly efficient. When those two hook up, it's it's dangerous for defenses. So Tyler Lockett balling out as we know he would. But, man, our boy Chris Carson, people have been sleeping 32. on him. And it's hard to say that because this man's had several 1,000-yard seasons. But, you know, he goes in this offseason, is in a phenomenal shape. He always is, doing crazy workout videos that hurt to even watch, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, people were wondering how he's going to look in this offense. And I just loved how they used him. 16 carries, 91 yards, averaging 5.7 yards a carry. You saw him hit that 33-yard run. You saw him get some of those tough yards, stiff-arming guys, just being physical runner that he is. He had the one fumble, obviously he'd like to give back, but the Seahawks came right back to him the next drive, corrected that. So Chris Carson, man, he is going to have, if he can stay healthy, he will be well over 1,000 yards, and he's so important in this offense. you you got to marry the run game and the pass game, as Ray Roberts always says, and we saw a lot of good things from Chris Carson on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Chris Carson running behind those paths like he normally does. I feel sorry for defenders who who try to tackle this dude. Like, he... He's He meets force with force. It's not like he's just running to get tackled. He's like, look, you're trying to go head up. Let's go ahead and do it. I'm about 130 pounds. Um, I've been working out this offseason. I'm ready to go. Chris Carson, it looks like it hurts to tackle you, sir. You're the reason why I didn't play defense. All mm-hmm. right, next up, Bobby Wagner, 13 tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defended. And it's like, this is a typical Bobby game, like a sneaky 13, right? Mm-hmm. There was nothing that, that just wild you, but he's always in the right place. He's going to make the tackle. He's going to get guys organized. Bobby Wagner had another great game. We're getting spoiled, Nass. We're used to these these double-digit tackle days from Bobby, so I want to remind people, don't take this for granted. It's nice to see Bobby continue to be consistent.
2: Absolutely. Bobby Wagner is... Just like Russell Wilson, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. One of the best to do it, and his consistency year in and year out continues to show on Sunday, and that's why 54 is a team captain, and that's why he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, always an all-pro and a pro bowler. So good to see Bobby out there. But the young buck right next to him in his second year, Jordan Brooks, he had another good day on yeah. Sunday. He had 11 tackles, and he was all over the field. And the cool thing about him is you when what I notice about him is other than his speed and his physicalness is how good he is in coverage too, man. There's a couple yep. times where he's got to turn and run with tight ends and running backs, and he's all over him, man. Jordan Brooks is going to have – this is a year he puts the league on notice. I mentioned Marquise Blair in our first podcast. I think Jordan Brooks is in that same category. He's going to play a lot, and he's going to make people notice how good he is. And here's the thing, Bump. He had 11 tackles, and he was rotating with Cody Barton there in the second half. So yep. Jordan Brooks is going to be a boss this year. Love to see it. Love his physicality. Love his speed. And his speed really just what jumps off the page for me.
1: Yeah, I love the youth that Bobby has around him, right? You got Jordan Brooks, you got Cody Barton, Daryl Taylor will drop down on the second level at times. It's uh, it's nice that Bobby is there to help mentor these kids and they're there to do some of the dirty work. Well, Bobby's a vet, you know what I mean? Like he's going to be strategic and when he's going to challenge these, these linemen and really stick his nose into the tackle, he goes, look, man, I got the young buck 56 and 57 right next to me, y'all go ahead and get it done. All right, speaking of Young Bucks, Daryl Taylor and Rasheem Green. Daryl Taylor had two tackles and his first career sack, which was nasty. He kind of did kind of a receiver release where he shifted the tackle left and right, got him off balance, boom, ran through him and lit Carson Wentz up. And then Rasheem Green, man, he had a great offseason, had a great preseason, and now his very first opportunity to make it real, he proves us right. Four tackles, one sack, two QB hits, one tackle for loss. The youth movement is here. We got some old dogs out there too, but the youth movement has arrived.
2: And people forget how young Rasheem Green is. Rasheem Green is still younger than our first or second round pick, Dwayne Eskridge, right now. And he's in year four. And the cool thing about Rasheem is um, defensive line coach Clint Hurt talked about he thought a light bulb went off with Rasheem, that he's found a home in the position he's at. And it's good to see Great play in the preseason, transfer over to the regular season, because I know a lot of people out there are like, well, I've seen this before, I've seen this before. Nah, you've not seen this version of Rasheem Green. He's going to be destined to have a big year, and we'll see. Paul Moyer was hoping, he said he'd have 10 sacks or something like that yesterday. So if, if Rasheem Green has 10 sacks, it's going to be one hell of a year for that defense, bro. Yes, sir. Let's get it going. All right, let's talk about
1: my favorite position. This is the wide receiver roundup. Okay. Tyler Lockett led the way. Four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns, a long of 69. NASA, if my math is correct, four to 100 divided by four is 25. That's 25 mm-hmm. yards per catch. This guy's out there balling four catches on five targets. DK Metcalf, six yards, four catches, one touchdown. What I liked about that touchdown was just how smooth and how effortless it looked with his hands. We know he's a big man. He's got hands. I'm not saying the man can't catch. Obviously, he can catch. But sometimes it looks like he's he's strong with it, you know. I want him right. to smooth it out. That's what I saw. He looks smooth. What did Will Disley
2: do? Will Disley three receptions, thirty-seven yards, twelve point three per catch, along of twenty-two on three targets. Mister Efficiency, three targets. Love to see the tight ends involved. Last year we were begging pleading to get these tight ends more involved in the game plan. And Will Disley was all over that. Below that, Chris Carson, he got involved in the receiving game a little bit too. Had three receptions, 26 yards on three targets. Again, it's all about efficiency. And then bump, we got another guy, Gerald Everett. Two receptions, 20 yards, 10 per catch, and he had that nice touchdown. So the tight ends are definitely a big part of this uh, wide receiving game here tight ends. We're getting it
1: done. We had D. Eskridge had one catch for six yards. He got a little banged up. Looked like he might be concussed. We'll see what happened there. DJ Dallas had one for five. And my guy Freddie Swain, one target, no catch, but something tells me we're going to see this guy eventually get acclimated to this offense. Okay, I hinted to it earlier. Let's go to the coach's corner, break down Tyler Lockett, 69-yard touchdown. Second down and 20. Russ steps up in the pocket, and he's going to let fly
0: deep downfield. Got him in open Lockett! 10 five stumbles he's in touchdown seahawks on a second down and 20 after a sack russell wilson rears back and lets it fly 69 yard touchdown tyler lockett his second score of the day holy catfish this offense is explosive
1: so here's what happens nas Offense come out in the two-by-two formation, two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. We got Will Disley in the slot, and I believe that is Freddie Swain in the slot down below. Those guys run out, so what that does, that's designed to hold the flat defender. Like, if you're not going to jump on these outs, we're going to take a shot, all right? You get Chris Carson, who releases. He's the outlet. That's what I like about this offense, too, man. It seems like there's always an outlet. Chris Carson was the outlet here. Now let's focus on the outside receivers. Okay, from the wide version, it looks like DK and Lockett are just running goes right? But now when you look at the back view, you see that Tyler Lockett runs a corner post. He gets the safety to commit to the corner. He looks over his right shoulder. He puts his right foot in the ground, snaps it back. DK does a great job of holding the safety on the other side with his go. And now all Russell has to do is toss it over the top. 16 is sneaky fast, gets behind the defender. We all know that Russell Wilson throws The best long ball in the NFL. Great connection. 69-yard touchdown at 16.
2: Got to love it, too. And the thing about what I love, you said he ran a corner post. That's a really incredibly tough route to defend as a safety, especially if you're going to commit to it. And if you are going to commit to it, the only way to get it out of that is a speed turn. And when you open one way and try to open back the other way, you have no chance. Even if even if the safety speed turns here, I still don't think gets there. But if you open up one way and try to open up the other way, when Tyler Lockett is running right at you, you have no chance at all. And he's just a technician running routes, man. And what I love about it is there's going to be different elements of this offense and they're going to be much better attacking too high stuff they're going to have cover two beaters you know cover three beaters all that stuff and with this guy running routes and russell wilson who throws the best deep ball in the national football league bar none not close it's gonna be really fun to watch
1: we need those cover two
2: beaters because cover two beat us last year so Yes, we did. need
1: those cover two beaters the greatest formation in all of football victory formation Here
0: comes the Seahawk offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one.
2: It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Gotta love the victory formation it is the best formation in football. That means your team that you root for is victorious. And, Bump, we saw the beginning of what could be a really special year for this team, this offense, this defense, everyone involved in the organization. The thing that jumped out to me the most is what we saw from this offense. It has a ton of potential, and I think it could be one of the best in the National Football League. And we're just at the tip of the iceberg of what we think they're capable of. And I cannot wait to see what Sean uh, Shane Waldron has up his sleeve for the rest of the season. Lots of potential
1: for this offense, and it's all led by Mr. Consistent, Mr. Tyler Lockett. Like I mentioned, four catches, 100 yards. Um, He just makes plays, and he's quiet about it, and I, I like his approach, man. I feel like, you know, we wore the same number. I didn't wear it as good as he did, <laughs> but if I could go back and do it again, I'd want to be Tyler Lockett. I man, I just like everything that he brings to the table, and Russell Wilson. Once again, the start of the season, he is in the MVP conversation. Let's just keep this thing rolling. Like you said, this is one week, Mm -hmm. right?
2: One down, 17 to go. But great way to start it off. Absolutely. And on the defensive side, we can't pretend like they didn't show up. They didn't unbelievably wow you but they're incredibly efficient they held the colts new look offense at only 16 points and were in control the entire game that last touchdown they got it was 28 to 10 kind of a garbage time touchdown so this defense looked great the young guys are flashing Rasheem Green Jordan Brooks we know we're going to get from Bobby Wagner Jamal Adams all over the field Quandre Diggs is out there hitting people the corners that's the one thing we didn't even get into it's a good thing I mentioned before we get out of here the corners played well you look at Carson Wentz is stats man everyone gets upset and i'm just gonna say it's one time everything everyone gets upset when a corner lets a ball get completed you can't take away everything. So, if a ball <laughs> gets completed in front of Trey Flowers, that does not mean he's bad at football. That doesn't mean he sucks. He played good football yesterday. Same with DJ Reed. They are kept everything in front. They gave up no big plays, which is huge because they're the biggest question mark for most coming into this game. So, it's good to see them play well. And I'm excited to see what they do next week when you talk on the preview podcast because they're going to have their hands or their work cut out for them against those receivers down there yes
1: they are and you know great start to the season now it's time to build on it you got the titans coming into town to lumenfield 12s get out there it is time to represent all right that was hawk talk recap edition i'm michael bumpers with nasa Chobe. the seahawks beat the colts 28 to 16 we're on the map that offense looks good that defense looks good let's bring it back week two let's do it again man appreciate you guys taking time out your day to holla at us